See how the next step for Kiwi Business can also help your business get paid faster. Visit ianvoicing.govt.nz. Shanghai is back open for business. Cities fully reopened following these big restrictions since March. All eyes on the port, of course, and what it means for our movement of goods. Infometric economist Brad Olson back with us. Brad, morning to you. Good morning. Of all the ports that we deal with, how big a deal is Shanghai? Oh, it's huge. It's the biggest in the world in terms of that throughput. And, you know, it has been operating throughout this this shutdown and lockdown, uh, lockdown, but it's been operating at very reduced capacity. So this sort of uh, being able to reopen it, but also seeing that broader reopening coming through parts of Shanghai uh, over the last week or so is really encouraging news, not only for the world economy, but certainly for New Zealand, given how important China is as our major trading partner. What about Shenzhen as well? That just as important? Yeah, I mean, basically anything in China at the moment is critical. And we've seen uh, in recent times a lot of movement between those ports, depending on who has capacity uh, and where there's an availability of being able to send stuff in or out. Now, that certainly hasn't got us through all of the disruptions. Uh, you know, there's still been, been big delays and similar. Probably the big question now, though, is actually given that uh, the ports have still been operating, but at reduced capacity, now that you've got the manufacturing sites back on board, you could well see actually the supply chain issues get worse throughout the middle of the year, not in China, but in the rest of the world, as you have basically every ship available full to the brim being sent overseas to the likes of Europe, certainly to the US. Uh, Will those other ports have the capacity to actually handle this influx of goods? And, And, you know, it comes at a time when we know things are still very, very disrupted. So good news in terms of that reopening, but gosh, you do wonder about the sort of blockade of ships that might be coming for other ports around the region. Exactly what I was going to ask. Does anyone actually know when it gets smooth again, if it ever gets smooth again? Well, certainly, I mean, even uh, the port of, of Shanghai at the moment saying that, look, at the moment, uh, they're still, they've been operating on that reduced capacity. They reckon by the fourth quarter of this year, so towards sort of uh, October or so, they're hoping to get back to the same levels of goods shipments that they had at the start of this year when things were certainly up and running. Uh, but there's, there's definitely a worry that probably the next few months could have a a little bit of slippage still, uh, particularly in the US, because there's just so much that wants to head over there. What is interesting, though, one of the uh, freight price indices that I, I watch, so you know, giving a bit of an idea of how much it costs to move stuff around the world, has been going down a touch. It's certainly not affordable. It's still five times what it was pre-pandemic, but it's gotten better in recent times. So you do get a, a bit of a feeling that the momentum is building for things to change, certainly for shipping to become a little bit easier. Uh, Certainly not fixed yet, though. And any idea of what's driving this from the Chinese? In other words, when they get another outbreak, do they lock it down again, or are they finally woken up to the fact we've got to move on? Well, and that's the difficult thing to to try and figure out. I feel like there's a lot of discontent around uh, from people on the ground, from local citizens who have been really urging uh, state officials and similar to open up, and a real challenge around actually being able to keep something like Omicron under control. So I think there's a little bit of give there from uh, the Chinese side in terms of wanting to reopen and certainly wanting to try and desperately hit the growth targets or something close to the growth targets that they've set themselves. Uh, and, and so a bit of realism coming in there. We know, though, that they've been very forthright on trying to keep COVID down, keep those COVID levels as isolated as possible. So I don't get the feeling that we should read into this that they've completely abandoned that strategy. I feel like it is a bit of a loosening trying to get uh, maybe a bit more balance. But certainly compared to New Zealand and compared to the rest of the world, they are still uh, facing a much stricter level of, of operations than we are. So I, I think worthwhile keeping in mind, given we keep hearing about this sort of second wave through yeah. parts of winter and similar, I don't think they're done yet. Great stuff, mate. Appreciate it as always. Brad Olson, Infometrics Economist, with us. 
What makes you feel more at home in your home? Jumping on the world's comfiest bed at home? Nodding off to the pitter-patter of raindrops at home? Or curling up on your favourite sofa at home? At Renai, that's the kind of at-home feeling we're after. Which is why a Renai heat pump makes your place feel so cosy and warm in winter and so beautifully cool in summer. For a home you'll love to live in, turn to Renai, your experts in total home living.